1: Welcome back to day-to-day on the Hammer Betting Network. I am producer Jason, filling in for host Chris Abbott. And with Clev Ta here today, we're going to get into some injury news. We're going to be covering all the injuries that happened in week six, look ahead to week seven, and see how that is impacting uh, impacting the lines for the week. So uh, how, how did your bets go this week, Ta? How were things?
0: Uh, this is probably the worst week of the year for me, uh, to be quite honest, and full, full transparency. It was not uh, going into it. There were one, wasn't a, a lot of uh, a lot of games in value that that I liked, and it's like one of those where you know going in, it's it, you're not you kind of feel uneasy, and uh, it turned out that way. So um, you know, it wasn't horrible, but it definitely wasn't good. <laughs> it definitely uh, was my worst week of the year. But uh, you know, there's there's a reason there's 18 of these regular season weeks. So uh, on on to the next one.
1: Exactly. O- only up from here, but. Anyways, we're going to get directly into the show, get started with the Thursday night game between the New Orleans Saints and the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are listed at best bet on the board, according to Betstamp, minus 114 favorites right now. But, uh, T.A., you wanted to get in some injuries with them because their O-line seems to be pretty banged up. And as well with the news with Hollywood Brown, we don't know how long he will be out for, but he's popped up on the injury report. Um What's going on with the Cardinals?
0: Yeah, and I, you know, one of my losses last week was Arizona. Uh, I thought that they could, they're kind of turning around uh, the offense a little bit after their win against Carolina, uh, and they played well against the Eagles. And then they just, you know, were dysfunctional yet again. And what happened at the end of the game, where essentially it was a blowout, uh, it was a double digit. um, They were down double digits, and Hollywood Brown got hurt on the last play uh, on offense. And so he he is uh, likely going to be out, if not the entire season, for a big chunk of it. Uh, I guess it's good timing because they do get DeAndre Hopkins back from suspension. But, you know, Hollywood Brown was a deep threat, and I'm sure they, they really wanted to have both of those guys on the field at the same time. And who knows when you get Hopkins back after a long layoff? I mean, the guy hasn't played in, you know, it's going to be almost a year now because he missed the end of last year due to injury. And then obviously the beginning of this year was suspension. I, you know, I'm not sure if he can play every snap on offense uh, in his first game back. I'm sure he'll get winded. So uh, keep an eye on that. But I think that. You know, losing Hollywood Brown clearly does hurt the uh, the big play potential uh, of an offense that didn't have a lot of big plays. So uh, there was they only have eight receptions of over twenty air yards, and five of them went to Hollywood. So um, clearly uh, that that's something that they're going to be uh, they're going to be missing. And then along with that, their offensive line is taking taking a beating. So they they played last game without starting center Rodney Hudson, who's a pretty solid veteran um and he's 50 50 to to go this week we'll see what happens with the injury report this afternoon but uh you know after not playing it's hard to assume that he's going to play in a short week and his backup sean harlow has started the last he started a couple games this year and he's been one of the worst centers in the nfl according to pff he's 36 out of 38 qualified centers in uh, pass block grade he's allowed um seven pressures and a sack and two sacks sorry so he's really really struggled uh in, in these uh uh in this limited time and then you know if uh, and then they also lost starting guard Justin Pugue who is one of their more consistent long longer term veterans uh, at guard and you know he's been a solid player his backup is Max Garcia and he has really really struggled as well so you've got two you know two backup you know, low level uh, uh, fill-ins here in the middle of that offensive line. So you've got some cluster injuries to go with the, the Hollywood Brown situation. So clearly uh, um, for the offense for, for Arizona, that's already struggling. It was already last in a lot of the advanced metrics on offense, including uh, drive points above expected. Uh, that's not going to help them here uh, on a Thursday night.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. And with the shortened week, we're probably going to see a lot of scrambling from uh, Kyler Murray out there. But Moving on to the team on the other side of the field, the New Orleans Saints, who are the underdogs for this game, but only by a slight margin, plus 108. Um, New Orleans are also dealing with their own... uh I guess cluster of injuries. They they have some defensive injuries like cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, but they're also missing a couple key wide receivers in Michael Thomas, potentially Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry. How do you think that's going to affect this game?
0: Well, the good news is it looks like Olave will be back. He almost made it through the concussion protocol uh, for the for uh, sun, past Sunday's game against Cincinnati. Uh, but he is going to play. I, I saw a report this morning that it looks like he's ready to go. So that's really good news. It uh, doesn't look like Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry will play. But, you know, they've got some decent depth there besides Olave. They do, do still have Marquez Calloway and Traquan Smith. They obviously have Taysom Hill uh, to do some wildcat. So they And then they got Alvin Kamara in the backfield, um, you know, catching passes. So they've got, they've got enough weapons. And, you know, we've seen they scored 39 points two weeks ago against Seattle. And then, you know, we're able to score, what, 26 last week against Cincinnati. So they've got enough to to put up points here. Um, and yeah, it doesn't look like Lattimore's going to play either. So uh, you would have liked to have him opposite DeAndre Hopkins, but it uh, doesn't look like he'll be there. It does sound like uh, Alande Taylor, who's a young cornerback, who was showing uh, good stuff here before he got hurt early in the year. Looks like he could come back. Uh, they do have Bradley Roby there, uh, Paul Siddhartha Debo. So they've got, you know, they do have some de- decent depth uh, at the cornerback position. So I think all in all, the definitely... Arizona's the one feeling the the biggest brunt of the injuries on Thursday. And I think this line... You know, might trend towards Pickham here um, as we uh, as we move on to the week, but it definitely will it will not get the three. I can guarantee you that on the Arizona side. So either a really really short Arizona favor or, or Pickham, I, I would guess.
1: Yeah, I love that analysis. And just one quick question as well: um, Does the status of Jameis Winston affect anything?
0: Uh, no, I, I wouldn't expect him to play. Um, looks like it's going to be Dalton starting again. And to be quite honest, I mean, uh, Jameis was dead last out of thirty-two quarterbacks in EPA per drop back, you know, before he got hurt. So uh, Andy Dalton's done a nice job. He's 14th in EPA. He's ninth in success rate. Obviously, Mixon, Taysom Hill, they're perfectly good. And to be honest, it's a good matchup. Arizona blitzes at one of the highest rate in the NFL. And Andy Dalton's number one right now in PFF grade against the blitz. He gets the ball out quick. He can can toss it out of the backfield to to, uh, Alvin Kamara. He's good on those quick slants. So, you know, I actually think that uh, I would much rather have, if I'm a, if I'm a Saints backer, I'd much rather have Andy Dalton here anyway. But uh, don't look for uh, Jameis Winston to, to play this week anyway.
1: All right. Well, moving on to the 1 o'clock games, we have a uh, pretty big matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and the Cincinnati Bengals. The, the The Falcons have been an underdog in almost every game that they've played, but they've seemed to be able to cover. Plus six right now, uh, according to Betstamp. They have a cluster injury, though, at cornerback. Do you think that's going to affect their ability to cover this week?
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they did lose. It looks like uh, Casey Hayward who was a a nice pickup in the offseason at cornerback opposite A.J. Terrell. He's been their best cover corner, and um, he he got hurt. He hurt his shoulder against the Niners. Looks like he's going to be out again. This is still early in the week, but by all accounts, it looks like it's going to be a multi-week injury, so I would would expect him to be out. They also have uh, A.J. Terrell, as I mentioned. He left the game as well, Uh, did not come back, although they said it was more precautionary we'll see what what happens there but you know just just you know obviously losing your number 2 corner or number 1 corner and then your your second corner is banged up not what you want against a Bengals team that can line up three stud receivers out there and Jamar Chase coming off a huge game you get another week of of health for for T Higgins who was questionable going in to last week he'll get another week i, I think it's uh, set up pretty nicely for that pass offense for Atlanta uh, a pass rush that gets no pass rush i believe Uh, I didn't check this week. I think as of last week, they were last in pressure rate. I'm not sure if that changed at all, but um, on the road against the uh, pass-happy Bengals team coming off of a nice win against the the Saints, I think it's a really nice matchup for Cincinnati to exploit that cluster injury uh, issue in the secondary. There is a chance that this can move up to seven, um, especially if there is by chance any news on on, um, A.J. Terrell. Uh, but uh, I think this is creeping up to six and a half and maybe seven eventually by close.
1: Wow. All right. Well, if you're looking for the Falcons, then you should probably wait a bit, I guess. Um, maybe they can work work their magic and cover again, but uh, it might be tough with those uh, cornerback injuries. Uh, moving on to the Detroit Lions-Dallas uh, Cowboys game uh Cooper Rush was kind of a star for the first couple of weeks uh pun intended but um as of late he's kind of fallen off uh Dak Prescott seems to be getting healthier and healthier it seems like this might be the week where he's back yeah
0: it does look like this is the week uh as long as there's no setbacks that Dak's gonna play Cooper Rush you know yeah he he did a nice job I guess filling in better than expected by getting those wins but that was not on him that was all the on the Dallas defense and the run game he's actually 34th out of 37 quarterbacks in uh PFF grade like he, and he got really lucky. So the reason why his PFF grade going into last week was way worse than, you know, essentially the out, you know, the, the his, his, you, know, you would suspect his performance. He was getting lucky with some of those turnover worthy plays that were not turning into interceptions. He had zero uh, turnovers going into last week. And then he threw three interceptions. He was catching some, some lucky breaks by, you know, when balls are tipped and, and kind of falling, uh, falling um, uh, on the ground, or if defenders are dropping balls, you know, you get lucky there. So, Uh, it it was time for him to kind of move move to the side and let Dak uh, come back in as a starter. So, you know, there's a reason why that line is seven. That's fully baked into Dak starting, I would imagine. And so I would expect that.
1: All right. Well, moving from one quarterback returning to another one, maybe being out long-term. News today just dropped that Russell Wilson is going to have an MRI, and it seems to be a hamstring injury for him. So the Broncos might be going into next week against the Jets. They are minus two right now. I I assume most places they're probably off the board. How does losing Russell Wilson affect the Denver Broncos?
0: Yeah, so it looks like if he doesn't play, Brett Rippon, will will get the start. And it's fun. it's so ironic. Ripon got the start. I think his last time was two or three years ago. I think two years ago against the same Jets. It was on a Thursday night. And he actually played pretty well. He did throw a couple turnovers. He did throw a couple interceptions. But otherwise, was really good with the deep ball. It had a positive EPA. So, you know, we're not exactly sure how it's going to pan out this week, but the line did move from 3 uh this morning. It was a full it was a 3 minus 110 to now I'm looking at it's essentially pick 'em or maybe a you know, -1 with a lot of juice. So, uh if he is announced out, I would suspect that gets to pick 'em. There's no I I can't imagine the Jets favored in Denver. I don't care who the quarterback is. So, uh I'm sure there'll be some resistance there. Um, and i've talked uh, talked about this a million times be careful uh, every time we see a backup quarterback come in especially for an uh, you know a, a star quarterback like this um you know the, the market completely overreacts and you end up getting some value on the uh on the team with the backup so uh just just be careful out there but i think that uh this will probably settle around a pick if i had to guess when it's all said and done
1: yeah and uh, i know a lot of people aren't very impressed with uh russell wilson so Well, it'll be interesting to see what the market thinks of uh, losing him. So um, on to another cluster D injury. Um, We're heading over to the San Francisco game against Kansas City Chiefs. Marquee matchup at the four o'clock slate. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers are plus three at home. um, And they have been struggling with a ton of injuries. It seems like almost every single year, they always have a bunch of injuries. Uh, Why don't we go over those uh, injuries?
0: Yeah, it's like, where do you start, right? Uh, So we know for sure that Jimmy Ward, Emmanuel Mosley... And Javon Kinlaw, they're all on IR. So they're definitely out this week. Eric Armstead was already declared out. So you essentially have four starters that are 100% out. Uh, Nick Bosa looks like he could play. Again, we haven't seen, you know, take a look at the injury report as we move along. Um, But there's a chance he could play, I guess. I mean, he's got a groin injury. And it's one of those things where I wouldn't want to rush that back. Can easily aggravate that. And even if he does play, is he gonna be a hundred percent? So that's definitely gonna affect things here. They also have a couple more injuries. Um their number one cornerback, Shaverius Ward, is playing really well. Um he left uh Sunday's game with a groin injury, did not return. Uh, their backup defensive end who was filling in for Bosa, Samson a backup, Ebe- Ebucom, I'm sorry. Uh said that ten times. Um, he was in and out of the game with an MCL sprain. So Who knows if he can play. And then finally, their stud safety, uh, Telenoa Hafanga from USC, has been fantastic. You saw he had the pick six against Matthew Stafford on Monday night uh, two weeks ago. He's in concussion protocol. So you essentially have, what, like six or seven starters on defense uh, maybe out. It's crazy. And so we saw this line. um, I saw it open uh, Chiefs minus two and a half. It's already bet up to three. The total has been bet up. Um, I think it opened 46 and a half. Now it's up to 48 and a half, uh, all because of these injuries. So, you know, I, I guess if Bosa is declared out, maybe you get this to three and a half. I don't know. Um, it will be close. But that, you definitely don't want uh, uh, your entire uh, defensive uh, uh, front four and uh, a bunch of your, your secondary players to be out against Patrick Mahone, especially coming off of a loss. So, you know, keep an eye on that. I mean, this line... Um, like I said, I think this is a pricing in, you know, some possibility that Bosa plays, but if he is definitely out, um, and then if, if either Ward or Hufanga are also out, this thing could easily get the three and a half.
1: Yeah. And it just, every year, it seems like the 49ers, it's the same story, injuries, 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 but, um, that's why we're here, right? We're here to break it down. So moving on to the next game, we have the Seattle Seahawks facing off the Los Angeles chargers. The chargers are six and a half uh, point favorites at home. um, but they still have some injuries. Uh, last week, it was rumored that maybe Keenan Allen would come back. He didn't end up coming back. He's out for last week. Maybe he's out again this week. Same thing with Corey Lindsley. Late, late addition to the injury report was out on Monday night. Uh, can you give us a little insight on uh, those two players?
0: Yeah. So we thought that Keenan Allen might have played against uh, Denver. I thought that was really um, the game that that he was uh, he was looking to come back, and it, it did not happen. Um, you know, he, he clearly missed, they missed that kind of third down reliable, uh, receiver. So it would be nice for them to have him, have him back. Uh, Corey Lindsley, you saw when he, you know, he missed the game kind of out of nowhere, uh, right before the game, looks like he had an illness. So I would guess that's a one week thing, but you never know. They got absolutely mauled up the middle. Uh, Justin Herbert was pressured on 23 of 61 dropbacks. I mean, th- I think that's the the highest percentage he's ever been pressured. He had no time to look down the field. His backup um, center who started in the game, he missed a a few snaps, and it was just a complete disaster. So really, getting Corey Lindsley back on the field is huge. It's now two games without Lindsley. The first time was um, against the Jags where they only scored 10 points, lost 38-10, and then we saw what happened last night. So this offense clearly needs him to solidify a line that's already missing Rashawn Slater. Now, the good news is Seattle has no pass rush, but, um, you know, it's Seattle NFL, so... (laughs) Any uh, uh, legitimate starter can, can get some pass rush, and you can make a bad line look good. So uh, if, Lindsley's come, if Lindsley is back, uh, hopefully he is, and then if, if Keenan Allen can play, that can really uh, supercharge a, a Chargers offense against one of the worst defenses of the NFL. It could be a lot of points scored in that game but you know it's six and a half now if both come back i think there's a shot this could get back to seven but if one or both are out it's probably gonna stick at six six and a half
1: moving on to the next game the sunday nighter we have the pittsburgh steelers uh playing the miami dolphins dolphins are seven and a half points favorite favorites at home the steelers are dealing with a ton of injuries on the secondary as well with their new star quarterback kenny pickett uh he's out with a concussion so how are we feeling about this game? The, the Steelers are plus seven and a half underdogs going into Miami. Uh, do they have a chance with uh, with Mitch Trubisky?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. And I'll just say I don't think the line really gets affected one way or another between Pickett and uh, uh, Trubisky. I, don't, I wouldn't really rate one ahead of the other. So it's probably negligible. Uh, I'm not sure that would move anything. But, you know, the Steelers are dealing with just major injuries in the secondary. Their top three cornerbacks all missed the game against tampa keller witherspoon levi wallace and cam sutton as well as uh, minko fitzpatrick uh, at safety it's actually incredible that they rallied around and were able to slow down tom brady but you know it's one of those things where you get that one game bump um from from the backups but once you you play a second week if all those guys are out again especially against the the, the receiving core and the explosiveness of the uh, miami dolphins at, at wide receiver with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, um, that can really be an issue, and it looks like Tua will start, so uh, they could have a huge advantage there in the secondary if those guys are out again. So, um, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. Maybe if 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 Minka's back and they get one or two of those corners back, maybe this gets back to seven. But you know, I can see this hovering over seven uh, as long as they they continue to have those cluster injuries in the secondary.
1: Yeah, that secondary definitely looked feisty against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Tallman always able to motivate. It seems like anyone who plays for him, so he's a great head coach. But uh, moving on to the last game we have today, um, we're going to head over to the Green Bay Packers against the Washington Commanders. Commanders are underdogs right now, plus five and a half. Seems like Carson Wentz is going to be out for long term. Uh is going to come in and replace him. How does the uh, difference in quarterback affect the line here?
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually like Tyler Heineke, and he wasn't half bad last year. He actually, if you look at the some of his EPA numbers. He was essentially flat, so he was point zero zero one twenty seventh 27th in the NFL last year, and then you look at what Carson Wentz is doing um, this year, and he's negative point zero eight. so clearly, oh, not clearly, but he is a better quarterback if you compare, you know, essentially the same system, the same receivers, I would say this year's receiving quarter is better than last year's too, so Uh, He did more with less. The offensive line uh, is still dealing with some issues, so it's not as good, but he is mobile. I I think that he's going to give them a boost. And, you know, the line at five and a half, I don't know what to make of this. I mean, I think if you use your priors with Carson Wentz, you have to give him, you know, probably a point and a half uh, upgrade or not upgrade, but he's a point and a half, maybe better than, than Heineke. But based on this year and last year, you know, it's probably negligible uh, one way or another. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the market reacts uh, to, um, well, they have reacted and hasn't really moved much. It's at five and a half. So it's kind of in no man's land here. And we know that the Packers are struggling on offense. So it will be interesting. But I I think it's, um, you know, essentially negligible to the line, but obviously will affect uh, things going forward with Washington.
1: That is it for today. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, please uh, give us a subscribe on uh, your podcasting platforms, go check out the uh, hammered.bet. Check out uh, all the stuff we have on there. Um, you can see our other shows and our other articles we have posted. Um, and if you enjoy this show, uh, TA as well as the usual host, Chris Abbott, uh, have host a show every Thursday uh, called edge rush where they go over every single game from the, uh, the slate coming up uh, for the NFL. And um, it's a great show. So uh, tune into that. That'll be it for us today. Thank you for tuning in to -to day-to-day on the Hammer Betting Network. I am your host, Jason Cooper, signing off with TA. Have a good day, everybody.